Ladies and gentlemen, you fellas, 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 I come to you today bearing gifts, bearing uh, generosity. Happy National Pizza Day. Happy seven-game NBA slate. I hope you celebrate wisely today. There's a couple, a couple, a couple of national holidays today. The National Pizza Day being the one that is glaringly and standing out the most. So, celebrate wisely. Hopefully, you're somebody who can eat some pizza. If you're on some type of strict diet, I understand that. But if you're in the mood to do a little bit of a cheat, and look, pizza don't gotta be. Pizza don't gotta be that grease fest. It don't gotta be that, right? There's your sentence of the day. Don't gotta be that. Put that on the t-shirt as well right now. And if you want to just check out some of the other days, National Cut the Core Day, National Bagel and Locks Day, National Took 8 Day. Took 8 Day. Oh my God, I cannot imagine. But hopefully you all having a lovely, lovely start to your day. We're going to break down the seven-game slate as we normally do with your injury and status dashboard to start it up and then the picks. And today we're doing a little bit something different. Maybe a la that one dude to an extent from the NFL videos. I'm taking one guy from each team that I'm liking. And we're also going to, don't worry, we're going to be talking about the other guys in general. But one guy from each team is going to be listed on the, the picks slate when we get there in a second. And then if there's some other players on the team, of course I'll work them in and give some analysis. But a la the that one dude, a little bit of a play playfulness right there but you have the injury and status dashboard in alphabetical order on the screen behind me hey all i ask from you on your side is on the youtube version hit that like button just takes a couple seconds and make sure the notification bell is on i assume you're subscribed and if not make sure that's the case but hit that notification bell you might think that it's on but it's got to show a little bit of a ringing around it hit that bell trying to get that upwards of above 20 percent of people on the channel we're at right now around 15 and a half percent so thank you for that in advance now before we let you know who balled too hard and who is hurt and not healthy the video is sponsored by Superdraft, and Superdraft had some massive overlays for the Super Bowl, like right around 50-something percent of the field filling. Obviously, they were very, very uh, big on their contests. They had a contest with $300,000 the first place for the Super Bowl, and it filled nowhere near as much as it should have. I think it hit like 60% maybe. They had another $15,000 contest last night in the NBA streets, and that bad boy did not fill yet again. So again, this is now a, a record of X amount of days in a row without a Superdraft contest filling. I'm not really sure if, if many have, but now it's the constant. We've hit a new baseline, right? We've hit a new floor here and a new foundation of $15,000 contests are just the normal now on these popular days, which is basically like every day that's not like Friday or Saturday for NBA DFS when there's some healthy size slates. So again, a 5,700 person field tonight with $15,000 Ruskies to first place. It's a $75,000 contest. So it's a nice little payout structure. Now there's a big jump from the first place price to second place, but it's a decent payout structure when you're only going to be getting around 20% of the prize pool to first place. So go ahead and check it out. We have super draft projections down below. It's a multiplier format if you're not familiar with super draft at all there's no salary caps you just get a multiplier for example today somebody who has a multiplier let's just look on the screen right now Jalen brown is questionable a 1.25x multiplier meaning that you multiply his points he scores in just fantasy in general multiplied by 1.25x and that's how you get the scores there so it's not salary cap that value really comes from not the price now not finding oh who's the best value play it's okay where's the best multiplier value based on the projection so we can help you out down below with that and the beautiful thing is the contests are not filling so you're playing against less people for more money and they're big prize pools now. It's no longer three and 4,000. That's why there's more attention and more uh, push towards it in the marketing aspect because the site has grown to a massive amount, partnering up with Caesar Rewards. And I would not be doubted. I would not doubt it if anytime soon you see something about a, a buying a buyout or something of those lines or a partnership with another massive company. They found a nice little niche outside of the salary cap base, and they've really, really hit the nail on the head with their format. So check it out. The contests are not failing. Promo code SAL, S-A-L. That's my name. Simple. S-A-L will get you a free money bonus up to $1,000. Ruskies, let's get into this late so we can go pretty quick 
quickly through these injuries. It's a seven-game slate, not a ton overall. Jalen Brown is going to be questionable today with a knee. If Jalen Brown misses, obviously it's going to make a low 9K Jason Tatum look better. You have kind of Kemba Walker already priced for this to a certain extent, right? He's like $6,800. So it's not like you're getting much, much of a, a bump up for some players. Like Brown being out with no Marcus Smart, he would usually see a big bump. But this is going to be, yeah, okay, everybody's going to get a little bit, right? Maybe Peyton Prashard finally sees more minutes. It's slowly coming up. That could be appealing. Jeff Teague, no interest, right? Grant Williams probably sees in the low to mid-20s. That could be, eh, right? Semi Ojale, they just have so many bodies on this Boston team and so many bodies that aren't that productive from a fantasy perspective that Jalen Brown being out, I just look towards Kemba and I look towards Jason Tatum. And that's basically it on my end. We can go to DeLon Wright, who's questionable with an ankle and Wayne Ellington also questioned. This is some big news, right? If DeLon Wright was to miss a, a high fantasy point per minute producer, relatively high relative to this team, at least, right? You saw with DeLon Wright missing and playing banged up in the last couple of games. And in that last game, you saw the 50 plus point game from Jeremy Grant, the 20 plus attempts that we've been waiting for for a very long time now at this point. And you saw Josh Jackson get involved for upper 30s and minutes. Now, so far this season, DeLon Wright has been a very viable player and valuable player for this team. He's averaging right now 28 minutes per game. He's averaging close to a fantasy point per minute. He has a 16% usage rate, 26% assist percentage. So he's definitely going to be contributing to the team and he plays big minutes. He's right now second on the team in minutes, only behind Mr. Jeremy Grant. So if you're taking off his 600 plus minutes, you're getting with no DeLon Wright on the court. Josh Jackson to lead the team in minutes with no DeLon Wright on the court. He averages 0.95 fantasy points per minute and a 25% usage rate with DeLon Wright off the court. You see a little bit of a bump for guys like Sadiq Bay from a minutes perspective. But yes, if there's no DeLon Wright, it makes a little bit more security in the shot attempts and volume for Jeremy Grant to get to those bigger games. Like you saw the last time out and he's only 7K and it makes a nice little bump there, not only in the overall usage, but in the minutes for Josh Jackson. Victor Oladipo, we got the news yesterday that he would play on Monday and rest on Tuesday. So Victor Oladipo out for rest. And now the opposite is probably true for his other teammates. You're probably going to have back now guys who are resting Eric Gordon and John Wall. So John Wall is going to be the obvious guy who's going to stand out because his price point is not really moving, even though Oladipo is now out of this rotation. Oladipo's 30 plus minutes of play, 33 plus minutes of play out of the rotation now. So if you were to take James Harden, Victor Oladipo, and Christian Wood off the court so far this season and get all those minutes out of the rotation, you're going to be seeing Sterling Brown lead the team in minutes with 208, averaging 0.79 fantasy points per minute. You see guys like Eric Gordon average over 1.5, 1.05 fantasy points per minute. Cousins averaging like 1.36. All this looks really good. There's not that much of a sample for John Wall, but in 90 minutes of play, so basically three games with his minutes coming up. The last game he played, he played 32 minutes, then he rested. So I think the baseline now for John Wall is around that 32 minute mark with the upside of 34 plus. He's averaging 1.21 fantasy points per minute. He's going to look like a standout play today. For Miami, there's no Goran Dragic still with an ankle. It's just giving more security to Jimmy Butler's overall shot attempts above 20 plus. It gives some run to Gabe Vincent still in the rotation, but mainly mainly you're getting those 30 plus minutes of play out of Kendrick Dunn, who seems appropriately priced. Josh Hart is questionable with a back injury. Josh Hart, if he was to miss in this game, I don't think you get, he plays small for him. So I don't think you get them going too small, like with a Lonzo Ball, Alexander Walker, and Eric Bledsoe lineup. My guess would be JJ Redick fills in directly instead of playing like 14, 15 minutes. Maybe he starts to get into that 25 minute range and then a couple of other minutes leak into some of the main rotation guys. Maybe they get somebody else into the rotation like a Wendell Gabriel, but I don't think it's going to matter all that much. Uh, Nerlens Noel has been missing. Again, it's just like Taj Gibson and some guys off the bench you're picking up more run now if he was to miss uh, and you're getting bigger minutes though out of Julius Randle maybe this is a piece of that he's been playing he was playing like for a couple of weeks there like 35 minutes a game but they're still big but nowhere near the 38 39 that he's been playing to start the year and these last couple of games the last three or four games close it up with a couple of more guys now Orlando there's actually some big news here Evan Fournier is going to miss again his second straight game Michael Carter Williams is now out again so they're just down so many bodies and you have Alfred Gamino off the injury report now Firmino who hasn't played in a very long time if he was to return in this game I wouldn't really take it with he always going to play 20 minutes right or he's going to play 25 minutes anything that's meaningful so 
I don't think he's going to be going out there unless we get a Mino going to be starting a power forward with no minutes limit because they're just down bodies. Like Amino, if he was fully healthy, he'd probably be starting. But I would have to see news that he's not going to have a minutes limit because this is the this is the bodies that they threw out there in the last game. It's just brutal. And this is why they got blown out against the Bulls by like 30 points. And it's because they ended up throwing out their Cole Anthony. Okay, decent. Gary Clark, Dwayne Bacon, and James Ennis. I mean, brutal, right? And then Nikola Vucevic. So what you're looking at right now from this team is, yeah, the bumps are going to go to minutes-wise, like the James Ennis who got to play 29 in that game. You saw Dwayne Bacon play over 30 minutes in that game. Gary Clark played 30 minutes. It's just their fantasy point overall upside is not there. And they're not like $3,000 flat. They're actually somewhat priced up for these minutes. It's not looking good. Terrence Ross off the bench. He has not been playing that well, but you would expect him to see more usage. But this season, he's just playing very, very down. He's not involved anywhere, not even taking that many shot attempts. The other person to mention, because you don't have Fournier who plays that small forward in, in shooting guard position, and you don't have Carter Williams yet again, who's a guard, you're going to be getting Frank Mason to play some minutes. Now, Frank Mason's minutes in the last game were inflated, right? He played 26.2 because of the blowout. He got the final and got to play the final 15 minutes of the game, closed the entire fourth quarter. But in the first half, he played 11 and a half minutes. So even if this game stayed close, you could assume that even if he didn't close out the game, he's probably going to play around 18 to 20 minutes in this game. So if we project somewhere around 20 minutes for Frank Mason in this game, it could look pretty appealing just because he's in that 3K range. And he's been a decent fantasy point per minute producer throughout his career. Nasir Little is going to be out today for Portland. So just keep an eye on that. It's not really going to matter all that much. Derek White is going to rest today, played yesterday, rests today, and they're expecting Lonnie Walker back. So that's honestly going to just help directly Lonnie Walker, who I think probably jumps into the starting rotation. Still no Aldridge out there. Even if he doesn't jump into the starting rotation, which again, I think he does, coming off the bench, Lonnie Walker, as long as he's healthy and going to play his full minutes, you're going to be seeing probably around like 26 to 28 minutes out of a guy in the 3K range. With Derek White out, yes, there's going to be a little bit more upside for guys like Patty Mills, but Derek White was out for a while, came back a couple weeks back. So I think Lonnie Walker sees the biggest benefit here. And then lastly, with Mike Conley out, a lot of guys see a benefit, right? Mike Conley being out is going to just help the overall ball dominance of a Donovan Mitchell, not so much from a an assist percentage standpoint that'll probably go more towards Joe Ingles or Jordan Clarkson minutes give him a bump up Bojan just in general takes more shot attempts has more assist potential maybe a minute or two more so all those guys get a benefit here I probably would rank it just out of all those guys who are going to see the benefits out of the guard position not counting Rudy Gobert I would rank it in terms of my interest just seeing Mike Conley out from the guard specifically I would probably go with something along the lines of Jordan Clarkson Donovan Mitchell, Bojan, and Joe Ingles in that order. Ingles' price point basically up to like 6K now. So even with this increased assist percentage and ball dominance and ball handling, I mean, he's priced for it. He gets you to 30 points. You're like, okay, like he, he really didn't do much for me, but that's still like a good game from Joe Ingles. So now we're at the early interest where don't worry, there's going to be more than just Kyrie Irving if you're watching on the YouTube video. I'm going to scroll down through this bad boy for all you beautiful people out there. So what we're going to do here, and if you're not familiar, we go live at 4 p.m. East Coast time for this NBA slate. So again, that notification bell will really help you know when we're going live. If you listen on the podcast version, just check out the YouTube channel. We'll be going live every day during the week and on the weekends when i'm not traveling i usually go live around 4 or 5 p.m east coast time to break down these slates there's already a pga video out for the week there'll be a pga betting video out today on tuesday and then on thursday there'll be an mma video there's going to be a lot of stuff even more stuff coming to this channel uh, short form content and the comedy aspect uh, the intersection between comedy and sports is some stuff that i'm working on from twitter video standpoint tiktok and some of those other things so be sure to check me out on other platforms and i cannot stress it enough the the most engaging social media platform right now is clubhouse i love it we did like an hour we almost went to hours yesterday how to grow an audience in the fantasy sports community and even if you're not interested in like creating content it was just a really nice conversation and yes you watching this right now can just hop into the conversation that's what the app is it's just audio based no pictures nothing is is once it's done it's done nothing is ever there yet again so it's it's fun it's just kind of like a, a live conference room it's 
nice networking. It's just a nice hangout. It's it's a lot of fun right now. And again, it, it just brings an aspect. You can just find me on there, Sal Vetri. It just brings an aspect to social media that ironically has been missing the social part of it, right? For the most part, social media is is in the most part people trying to be flashy. If you're like you're on your Instagram sites or just trying to be toxic, a lot of what Twitter is what normally that is, right? So I encourage you to download the app. Um, I have five invites if people need invites that are actually going to use it. But yes, we can start with Mr. Kyrie Irving notification bell so you can join those live streams. You usually get around like six to 700 people on those live streams at peak viewership. And it's a ton of fun. It's just a ton of fun hanging out, relaxing, maxing all cool, if you will. So Kyrie today, he's expected to play. Kevin Durant cannot rejoin the team until at least Friday. So that's another piece of news to at least watch for. And yeah, I mean, it's going to make Harden look like a fine play at 10,900. But Kyrie only comes up $200, right? He was $9,100, I believe. He was supposed to be in that last game before he got ruled out. So if you just take the high producers off, like I don't want to take too many guys off because we won't have a sample if I take off Prince and like Jared Allen. But if you just take Karis LeVert and Kevin Durant off the court for this specific game, you're going to be seeing Kyrie Irving averaging 1.38 fantasy points per minute, Harden 1.43, a very nice assist percentage. And overall, I think the minutes are going to be there for a guy who's averaging about 36 minutes per game right now. So Kyrie at $9,300, the one Brooklyn that I would take, of course, of course, James Harden is in play. I don't think I really want to get to too much of Joe Harris. I don't think he's terrible, but I think he's priced for what his role is. If he starts a power forward, it's going to be appealing. But again, I think he's priced for that at this point. I think Kyrie is the best Brooklyn net today. Go down to a couple of other teams here. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. This Boston team is not that appealing to me. Like I don't really like anything here. A $4,000 payment for Shard, if he was to start and we can actually get some minutes out of him, I would feel nice about that. Maybe, maybe a Grant Williams if he was to start, if there's no Jalen Brown. But right now, yeah, $9,200 Jason Tatum is just kind of what he is. I'd rather go to Kyrie Irving. I'd rather go to some guys from some other teams in that price range. A $66 Kemba Walker looks good, right? It looks good for the minutes that are coming up for him, that the usage that he should see. If Jalen Brown was to miss today with Jalen Brown off the court this year, Kemba is averaging a 1.15 overall DraftKings points per minute, a 36% usage rate and a 34% assist percentage. So, I mean, Kemba, a lot of the times will leave a sour taste in your mouth from playing him. And a lot of that has to do with just this minutes limit that he's on. If I had to pick one guy from Boston, it's probably just Kemba Walker at this point that I'm interested in. Next up is Jeremy Grant from Detroit, and he's just too cheap. They haven't changed his price point basically in like four straight games now. It actually went down $100 since he just went out there and scored 53 points. And the thing that I kept saying was, where are the shot volume, right? Where is the shot volume? He was taking 20 plus shots a game for like two weeks straight, three weeks straight. And then it went down to like eight shots, 16 shots, 14, 13, 13, 15. Like these were his shot attempts the last couple of games. It went back up to 27. If DeLon Wright misses in this one, even better for him, right? Derek Rose has been limited off the bench. So it goes up to 27. I'm not expecting that, but it's at least nice to see that that was still there. Now, obviously he played massive minutes in a loss. He plays 48 minutes in a loss, right? They end up going into overtime. So that's going to affect it somewhat, but the price point is still too cheap here. And always the nice thing about Jeremy Grant, if we're picking a guy from Detroit, I'll also like Josh Jackson. If there's no DeLon Wright, Josh Jackson goes to 0.95 fantasy points per minute without DeLon Wright and over a 20% usage rate. But the nice thing about Jeremy Grant is he's small forward eligibility on DraftKings, right? You can't play him on Super Draft where he normally has a high multiplier. That's not on this slate. They're only doing the six game slate. This is the first game of the night. But Jeremy Grant with, an, with the small forward eligibility, it's rare that you find a small forward that is as active on his team as Jeremy Grant, right? Like some, obviously LeBron's like small forward eligibility, or at least he was for a very long time on DraftKings. But Jeremy Grant, you getting to put that in your small forward spot where it's like, okay, yeah, like this guy is the dude, that dude on this team. And at like the very worst, you're getting 15, 16 shot attempts out of him, right? With the upside of 20 plus shot attempts. Yeah, $7,000 Jeremy Grant from just a lineup construction game theory standpoint makes a lot of sense most nights when he's this cheap. Next up is Golden State. And yeah, Draymond Green's price point only comes up $100. I'm going to keep saying it. I don't know why other people think Draymond Green's not going to play massive minutes. He plays another game of massive minutes in that last one. He misses a triple double because he shoots three of 11, but he's still getting the shot volume. He only has seven points, but 10 rebounds, 10 assists. This is the thing, right? James Wiseman's going to return sometime. They said seven to 10 days, but there's no updates on the second night of a back-to-back. I'm not expecting it to be today. Uh, no news right now in Kevon Looney. So Draymond Green is going to continue to play center, which he always is going to be an assist percentage guy, right? He's just always going to be that type of guy. And now he's a rebounding rate guy. And now his fantasy points per minute are finally coming up. So people are probably going to start to buy in a little bit, but with the price point coming up, I think people will be held off. But in a close game, if you're going to get 
35 and probably 36 plus minutes right around there out of Draymond Green with a high assist percentage, a higher rebounding rate. And yeah, the man's not scoring at all right now, but he's active in all areas. Imagine if he just starts scoring. Imagine if Draymond Green puts up an 18 real life point day, right? He's going to go off for 60 plus fantasy points. He's probably going to have you very close to a triple double. Draymond is now up to 1.08 fantasy points per minute without Wiseman and Kevon Looney on the court. You know what that was like a week or two ago when we didn't have a sample when those guys were playing? With those guys on the court, he was averaging like 0.9 fantasy points per minute. This is a massively different player. And yes, the price point should be. The price point should be much, much higher, but it's not. Like it's come up, yeah, it's come up from 5,500 that it was a couple weeks ago because it has to. But it should pro- Draymond should probably be, if this continues to be the case, Draymond Green at center playing 35 plus minutes, he should probably be like $7,500, if not more. So Draymond's going to look very good. Ubre also looks nice. Ubre's minutes have been consistently large. All these guys really look nice. You're getting a game coming off of 39 minutes for Andrew Wiggins, but Ubre, I'll take. He's still getting some second usage uh, run right now. Ubre with all these guys off the court lately, right? Without these centers on the court with these smaller ball lineups is averaging 1.07 fantasy points per minute so far this season. A little bit better than what you're getting out of Andrew Wiggins at just 0.91 and a 250 minute sample. John Wall, we already talked about. We're not expecting Oladipo out there today. There's going to be no Christian Wood. There's obviously not going to be James Harden. He's playing in Brooklyn right now. So John Wall will be out there with Eric Gordon expected to be back as well. Gordon will also look good, but Wall at $73, assuming we get at least 32 minutes of play. And this is a guy that you can probably get a little bit more even out of him with that minutes limit kind of coming off at this point, coming off of a day of rest, at least 32 minutes, averaging over one point two fantasy points per minute with no Oladipo with no James Harden this year and no wood on the court he's going to be that dude out there today and if this is the game that you get him to play like 35 36 minutes he's going to produce like he's an 85 to nine thousand dollar player in this game Jimmy Butler from Miami no Goran Dragic Butler's just been getting you there at 8300 the price point isn't changing because you know what he's done the last three games exactly 44.5 fantasy points per game over these last couple of games you know what you're getting consistency wise out of his minutes they've been nice in that like 34 35 minute range he's going to have a decent match against New York today where you'll get like Alec Burks and Alfred Payton out there on him so far this season Mr. Jimmy Butler getting very very involved in the rebounding rate department right now his rebounding rate is up to 16.5 percent he's averaging 1.31 fantasy points per minute and that's with like all the guys on the court you're not gonna have Drogic today who's a very high fantasy point per minute producer usually doesn't play alongside Jimmy Butler all that much he takes on that second unit job but Butler seeing a 26 percent usage rate he's really the only guy that stands out to me on this team yes Kendrick Nunn's going to be playing bigger minutes and with no Drogic on the court Drogic right now is fifth on this team is in minutes so when you take off Drogic you're getting right now Kendrick Nunn to average about 0.87 fantasy points per minute. I mean, at his close to $6,000 price tag, even if you get 32 minutes, he's just kind of getting you there at that point. With no Drogic on the court, you actually do see Jimmy Butler go up a little bit, but it's nothing in a major department. He basically goes up, picks up a little bit in the rebounding rate department in about 240 minutes. He goes from 1.3 fantasy points per minute to 1.32. So Butler would be the guy there for me. But that being said, $1,000 less, I prefer John Wall. Um, If you're looking even in that range, I'd rather go up a little bit more, $1,000 more Kyrie Irving. But Butler's kind of in this sandwich spot where he's like that only guard, small forward, even center option right in that mid 8k range so if you're falling there he's a very strong option for you next up is new orleans and this is a difficult one because yeah zion always looks good always basically always plays Zion. now he's 8200 i like him better when he's like 7800 but he'll probably just get you 40 points flat right he's basically consistent there you're seeing brandon ingram take some uh, larger leaps forward as he's, as he's playing bigger minutes so he's he's fine but he's priced up now right he's right around that jimmy butler range i'd rather have jimmy butler eric bledsoe playing some minutes if josh hart was to miss maybe that leads to alexander walker playing a couple more minutes steven adams is just always kind of there so the guy for me is lonzo ball and lonzo ball's minutes as of late have been really nice. They've been right there. But as a lady's also picking it up in the rebounding rate department, right? So on the season, you're just going to see a 13% rebounding rate for Lonzo Ball. But if you're looking at what he's been doing lately, this is what's finally starting to come up. One, he was shooting terrible to start the year. That's coming up a little bit better. Last three games, 54%, 54%, and 55% shooting percentage. And his rebounds overall are seven, nine, and six. So over these la- this last three game stretch of playing 24, 35, which is one of the highest we've seen this season out of him, and 30 minutes of play, it's nice to see. But the price point is coming up because in six straight games, he scored 30 or more fantasy 
fantasy points in seven of his last eight he scored 30 or more fantasy points with a couple of like 38 to 40 point performances in there so Lonzo at 6300 dollars he's probably getting close to being appropriately priced but with no Oladipo out there with a somewhat slower down uh, John Wall out there for Houston today it's going to be an appealing spot in my opinion he's just getting much more heavily involved and that rebounding rate coming up with the shooting percentage going down now the minutes are starting to make sense for him as much as I don't want to like recommend a New York Knicks today like yes Randall at 9100 looks good like I said the minutes are coming up in a major way Mitchell at $5,000 flat is just kind of like always good he's always there for you a couple games a year he'll have that big block party where he goes for 40 plus points maybe even 50 but Peyton at 4,800 there was a couple days in there and, and really like a week or two when he was just losing his minutes he was playing like okay maybe you're getting 20 something minutes out of him it was the Emmanuel quickly show for like a week about four or five games but lately 35 minutes 35 minutes and 31 minutes he's playing better 47% shooting 53% shooting he's coming off of games of 37 and a half 39 and 20 fantasy points so the minutes are getting there now they're going to be facing this Miami team again where he just kind of got he just kind of got halted it's a tougher Miami defense he only shot three of 12 overall 25% I don't expect that to happen again but at $4,800 he looks like a nice value quickly he's not getting the minutes anymore Alec Burks is like priced up to a certain extent where I don't want to be getting him Barrett just never looks that great so it's Randall who's definitely in play and then it's Alfred Payton from the Knicks at $4,800 who's going to give you a decent decent value option on a slate that right now yes there's a couple of 3k options that can be floaters uh, like Alani Walker we talked about earlier so so there's definitely some floater options there like some other options Josh Jackson who's not cheap but he can maybe be a mid-range option if he opens up with no Delon right out there but at 4800 a decent option Nikola Vucevic so we, we talked about this team right another 3k option could be Frank Mason from this team but I'm only going to project Frank Mason unless he starts which I don't expect but I'm only going to probably project him for 20 minutes right around that maybe 22 at most so that'll look decent for his 3k price range but it's just Vuce at $8,900 you'll probably have to choose when you're looking at just your utility spots today do I want to go Kyrie Irving or Vuce right that's probably going to be a somewhat difficult decision for a lot of people today maybe like a Vuce or a Jimmy Butler with a $600 difference I like Vuce a good amount he's averaging 1.44 fantasy points per minute without Fournier Gordon or Markel Fultz on the court this season and a pretty healthy sample you're getting those 33 plus minutes of play in every single game the 30 plus percent usage rate with these guys off the court so Vuce is in play for me I prefer him over Jimmy Butler if he can get there I probably right now would even prefer him over Kyrie Irving heading over now to some payup options you have Embiid at $10,500 and on the opposite side of Vuce's game you have Lillard at $10,000 flat Lillard now returning expected to play in this one so that is good to see I'm going to prefer Lillard for a $500 discount over Joel Embiid today I mean Joel Embiid's averaging more fantasy points per game this year but it's literally by less than two points and a lot of that this year has to do with Lillard having to play alongside Nurch for a decent part of the season a lot of the season having to play alongside a high producing CJ McCollum to the biggest start of his career so what you're going to get out of Lillard in this game is basically what you're getting out of Joel Embiid fantasy points per minute wise around a 1.5 fantasy point per minute producer but the upside of that is that you're getting the price discount of a $500 difference down and I also think that Lillard's ceiling is a little bit higher because he more frequently plays like 40 minutes when Joel Embiid has been playing bigger minutes in closer games but that normally looks like 34 35 minutes so comparing these two guys give me Lillard I think Cantor is still fine from Portland as well just a tougher matchup against Vooch and from Joel Embiid's standpoint yeah he's fine right if, if there's enough value to pay up for both of Joel Embiid and Lillard I think it makes sense but I'd rather play like a Lillard on the pay up option and then get a nice center who has a big big ceiling and you've been seeing it I mean 70 points a couple times and 60 plus over the last couple of like five six games and that would be Nikola Vucevic so I'd rather go down to Vooch over Embiid and that lets you get up to Lillard so you kind of had that little discount in there after that from Philly Tobias Harris Curry Milton probably in that order is where I go not too interested in Ben Simmons right now and then DeJounte Murray on the second night of a back-to-back hopefully he doesn't rest because his price point drops a couple hundred dollars after he goes out there and he scores 60 plus points basically has like a triple I, I don't think he hit the triple double he had the double double with rebounds but yeah the rebounding rate is up on DeJounte Murray it's going to be fantastic Derek White is now out today which either way you saw it yesterday doesn't really affect DeJounte Murray but if people thought it did minutes wise closing lineup wise it doesn't but if people did he's out today and that's probably going to help Lonnie Walker but a $6,500 DeJounte Murray I would assume is going to be one of the five or six most owned players in the slate and it makes sense he should be $7,500 now these Spurs have been underpriced basically since the Marcus Aldridge went out 
which has been like five or six games now. DeRozan is finally coming up. He's 7,800, but he's still in play against Golden State. I would rank it right now. DeJounte Murray, DeRozan, and Lonnie Walker are probably my favorite options from this team. Jacopoto, Calvin Johnson, also fine. But DeJounte Murray at this point is just way, way, way too cheap. Murray coming off of a game where he just played 36 minutes, shot 52% overall, 10 of 19. He scored 62 fantasy points on 27 real-life points. He had eight steals, so obviously that's where a lot of this is coming from, right? You get 16 fantasy points out of your eight steals alone, but his 10 rebounds, again, something that he's a very high rebounding guard this year, his four assists. Here's the thing, though. His price drops $300. So if you told me, oh, he had eight assists and now he's 7,500, yeah, I'd stay away. He's obviously inflated, but the price point comes down. So just as much as we liked him yesterday, we like him even more now with the price point coming down. Second night of a back-to-back, so maybe, maybe they say something about rest, but we'll have that news, of course. Just second on this team in minutes right now and averaging 1.13 fantasy points per minute. That goes up closer to 1.12 with no Aldridge on the court. So yes, Murray would be the guy from San Antonio. And then finishing it up with the rookie two guys here. So Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton from them. That's the guy that I would take from Sacramento. Although Holmes is just $5,700. That's way too cheap for a guy who's consistently still seeing minutes right now. But Halliburton so far this season, even as a rookie, playing the fifth most minutes on this team and averaging right at one fantasy point per minute, averaging a 27% assist percentage. So $6,200 might seem fair minutes wise or just price wise to you, but I think he's underpriced, especially if he plays like his 33, 34 minute games that he's normally playing in some closeout lineups if they keep this game close against Philadelphia. I think his 1.6x multiplier in the presenting sponsor of the So Super Draft. Again, you can check it out down below. I don't know what you're waiting for. Best spot to be playing right now because the contests aren't filling and there's easy, easy, healthy five figures to first prize pool at 15K right now, 20% of the prize pool to first. So you can find that down below in the description. But 1.6x multiplier is very appealing on Halburn, who plays later at night usually. So a lot of people don't, normally won't pivot into him if you're talking about some other injuries coming out from San, from Sacramento and allowing it to be a better game or even some guys from Philly being out defensive wise. And so you can pivot. That's one thing. But he frequently is shooting very well. And even and when you get that shooting just performance to be average, it's clicking with his high assist percentage of this 25 plus percent right now. So Halliburton at 6,200 is, is fairly priced. And if anything, his super draft multiplier makes him a very strong value that probably doesn't pick up much steam. And then Utah, when you're not going to have Mike Conley out there, a guy who's averaging over 1.1 fantasy points a minute so far this season, it's going to make this Utah team look a lot more appealing. All, all of them look appealing. A $7,200 Rudy Gobert is clearly, clearly continues to be, he's like fixed in at this price point right now, continues to be massively underpriced. So Gobert's going to be the guy that stands out the most for me. But if you look at the rest of this team. You're getting Jordan Clarkson averaging over a fantasy point per minute and over a 25% usage rate with no Mike Conley on the court. You're getting Donovan Mitchell average over 1.2 fantasy points per minute and over a 32% usage rate with no Mike Conley on the court. So those guys are going to look better. The fantasy points per minute because of the assist percentage comes up for Joe Ingles. He averages a 28.5%, basically a virtual tie with Mitchell to lead this team. Assist percentage with no Conley on the court because he becomes more of a ball handler with that second unit in Derek Favors. So he's getting up to like 0.92 fantasy points per minute. I just think he's appropriately priced at this point. So the way that I would rank it right now, Utah in general, taking into account everything, all their salaries, the fact that Mike Conley is out, it'd probably be Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell as your 1A, 1B. So Gobert 1B, 1A, Mitchell 1B, then Clarkson, then Bojan, then Ingles for me right now in that order. But that is where I am at on National Pizza Day today, this seven-game slate on a Tuesday. We will be back later today at 4 p.m. East Coast time. We already have the DFS golf video out for the Pebble Beach this week, the Pebble Beach for Pebble Beach. And then we'll also have a betting video out later today for Pebble Beach. So keep an eye on all that. Keep an eye on some of my other social platforms where I'll be releasing some short form, uh, short form comedy meets kind of the sports intersect world, some stuff I'm going to be doing there. If you want to get the tools, projections, rankings, ownership for some other sports like MMA, PGA. We're going to be adding potentially some more sports to that Patreon package as I look for more creators to add to not just this channel, but also uh, some stuff that we can do on the product side of things. So check all that out. Lots of stuff in the description to help you out from tutorial standpoints uh, to just kind of game theory videos down there. So appreciate you all the time. There's an NBA thing as well in the description, a downloadable that's just how to play NBA DFS. Some of it's a little bit outdated because I wrote it like two and a half years ago, like me, like kind of hyping up cash to an extent. I don't play cash anymore because the market's become a little bit stiff there in my opinion. But uh, yeah, most of the other stuff from lineup construction 
instruction wise is going to be very beneficial. So if you listened all the way through on the podcast and watch on YouTube, there you go. The, the 10% of you that probably did that. Also, if you're still listening, hit that notification bell. What are you doing? If you're that determined, you might as well listen all the way through, hit the notification bell, but you're going to benefit from having that downloadable because it's something that I put a lot of work into about two years back. I've kind of revised it here and there throughout time. So thank you for tuning in. Like subscribe before you go. I'll see you all in the next one. That is going to be today at 4 p.m. East Coast time live. Enjoy your day.